Does anyone else need a cocktail? I am on the inside like, oh my god. And you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? So hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Contemplation. I am so excited for this episode because I'm joined today by the wonderful author, Kathleen Barber. Kathleen is a writer based out of Washington, D.C., and she's the author of two novels. One is called Truth Be Told, which was formerly known as Are You Sleeping? And you may actually recognize that because of its television series counterpart on Apple TV, which stars huge names like Octavia Spencer and Aaron Paul, or from her sophomore novel, which was published in February 2020 called Follow Me. So thank you so much for joining us today, Kathleen. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yay. Okay, so Kathleen told me she likes gin, and I was like, oh, we're going to be friends. I could tell right (laughs) away. Um, So I was like, let's do something kind of funky. So we're actually drinking a lavender gin sour, which is like a little outside of the box. And also, I haven't tried it yet. So here we go. I hadn't either. That was my first stick. It's very good. It's very good. I love the lavender. It's fun. Oh, yummy. I was wondering yeah. how the, I was wondering how the floral was going to be in it because you never really know. But I've throughout this show, I've learned that like gin, it really takes to floral, like putting like thyme mm-hmm. and stuff in your gin and tonics is like, oh, it's a good choice. Yeah. You know, I'm not terribly creative with my cocktails in general. Uh, we drink a lot of Negronis over here, which are delicious, but they're, they're pretty classic and standard. Um, but this is really good. I love Negronis. It's like sure. my favorite thing to drink. They're so dangerous though. They're just like, yeah, your liquor. You know, I think that like, um, in one of the scenes and follow me, Audrey's definitely drinking Negroni. Um, she is. <laughs> yes. I noticed that actually. I was like, wow. <laughs> I actually, I was like, I love that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first things first, we're going to thank Fitch and Leeds for sending you this cocktail kit all the way across the border. You're my first American guest to come on the show. Yes. I'm delighted. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for, thank you for the drinks. (laughs) And as always, uh, did you guys, did you get some tonics in your package as well? I did. I did. They look delicious. I haven't tried them yet. Okay. The pink one is my favorite. Uh, My brother's favorite is the grapefruit one. So if you like a little more bitter, that's probably Mm -hmm. up your alley. And then the tonic, the Indian one is just like classic tonic. Uh, Yeah. I hope you enjoy them. If you like gin, you'll probably like them. And if any of the listeners want to try them, you know where to go. It's fitchleads.com and you can use my promo code cocktails25 for 25% off any of your purchases. And if you're in Toronto, which like most people are, uh, because I can see where my listeners are, (laughs) you get free shipping. And if you're in Washington, because you're listening to this because of Kathleen, I I actually think the there's an American version too. I don't I don't represent them, but they're they are distributing in America too. So you could check them out there and or you uh, follow me on Instagram because I post about them literally all the time. But anyway, cheers. Thank you for coming on the show. So do you want to give the audience a quick introduction about who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, like somebody said, my name is Kathleen. I live currently in Washington, D.C., but I grew up in Illinois. Um, I have been writing for my entire life. I started out writing basically Babysitter's Club fan fiction on a typewriter because that's how old I am. And um, 
I never really stopped writing. Uh, I took a detour where I went to law school and I practiced as a lawyer for a while. Um, but then I kind of realized that was not exactly the life for me. And so I left that behind and I'm, I'm writing full time now. Well, actually most of, most of the time I'm chasing my children, but, um, <laughs> but I'm not doing that. I'm writing. Wow. What a huge career shift. What was, was there just like a day you woke up and you're like, this isn't creatively fulfilling for me anymore. Or like, it was, it was a series of days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I worked, um, I did corporate restructuring and I worked at a, I worked at a large law firm in New York. Um, and my husband also worked at a large law firm in New York and we were just, it, it, it's kind of a grind, you know? So I was, um, I really liked the work I was doing. I love the people that I worked with, but I was eating all of my meals at my desk every day and working most weekends. And I mean, sometimes my husband and I would have days where we like literally didn't even see each other. And, you know, we lived in the same apartment. So um, <laughs> after a while, we just both kind of realized that it wasn't really the life that we wanted for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we made a plan and we both quit our jobs on the same day. And um, we gave away all of our things. Well, we gave away like our big furniture and packed up our, the rest of our things and um, left New York. And we backpacked around Africa for eight months. Whoa. <laughs> and then we came back and um, I, I got to write it. Cool. So why DC? If you're from Illinois and you're living in New York, what was, uh, what was the big thing about Washington? Well, when my, when we came back and my husband was looking to get back into legal work, um, he, he found, a, a group here that had had some interesting opportunities for him. So, oh, um, cool. we didn't really have any ties anywhere. So <laughs> here we came. Well, that's awesome. Okay. So that's really interesting to me because I've, I've read both of your books and there is a lot of like legal influence in your novels like cat yeah. the character in follow me is a lawyer so it totally makes sense where like this modern kind of modern era criminal mystery genre that you've built around comes from because you have that background that's mm-hmm. really cool I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> I have a few questions mm-hmm. so why don't we start chronologically and start mm-hmm. with I was about to call it, um, are you sleeping? Start with Truth Be Told. Okay, so Truth Be Told. This was your first novel published, correct? Yes, it was. So what was the road that led you to finally getting a novel published? Yeah, um, so I had been working on the book that would eventually become Truth Be Told um, for a really, really long time. So when I say that I started to write when I was a kid, um, some of the first characters that I wrote were about... We're, we're Josie, who's the protagonist, and her twin sister, Lainey. So I have been writing little stories about them um, since I was in high school. Wow. And I never could really, I couldn't ever really finish anything about them. Um, but I just kept writing these like little scenes because I thought they were really interesting characters. Um, but I could never really like find their story. And then when, when I finally sat down and I was like, okay, this is the time that I I can really focus on my writing. And if I'm, if I'm going to do it, this is when I'm going to do it. Um, I knew that I kind of wanted to revisit them, but I still didn't really know what their story was. And then I heard the podcast serial and I just got really, yeah, I I was really inspired by it. And uh, I kind of realized that that was a story that those characters had been waiting for. So, um, so I sat down and I, I banged it out and the, uh, so I started writing it in like October. I want to say I was like querying in April, which is if, you know, like a terrible idea, because that's not very much time to actually 
write the story. I mean, I wasn't starting from, from zero, you know, cause like I said, I'd, I'd had these characters kind of worked out the before, background but, of the characters kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I kind of felt like I knew them. Um, but still, it, you know, you're supposed to be querying with like your best and most polished work. And I was yeah. sending something I'd, you know, put together in like five months. So possibly possibly uh, a a beginner error. Mm -hmm. Could you define querying for audiences who may not know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So querying is, um, is basically when you are kind of like cold emailing, um, literary agents and saying, you know, Hey, I've, I've written this story. Would you like to represent me? Mm -hmm. Um, because if you want to be published by one of the, one of the large publishers, um, you almost certainly need a literary agent who's going to kind of like brokering the deal there. Gotcha. And so, yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I got some responses um, right away, which was very exciting for, you know, my, my very first time out of the gate like that. Um, but also a lot of them were like, mm, I think the story needs some work because it did. <laughs> um, but I was really lucky in that one agent was like, I think the story needs some work, but I have some concrete ideas that I think you might be interested in. Um, so they call it they call it a revise and resubmit. And she invited me to revise my book and my manuscript and then resubmit it to her. So I spent probably another six or seven months revising the book and then resubmitting it to her. Um, and unfortunately, she ended up passing at the end of that. Um, she still thought it needed more work than she was. Um, that she had the time to do, but she um, introduced me to an agent friend of hers who she thought might be a good fit for it. And um, that woman became my agent and she is just phenomenal. And I couldn't have, I could not have dreamed of a better agent. So it, it all worked out in the end. Everything fits together. It does. That's beautiful. Okay. So then uh, Are You Sleeping was released and something magical happened. You I assume sold the rights and it became a television series on Apple TV. Yeah. Like, was it a dream come true? Cause it sounds it, like to me. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, frankly, I'm still kind of like pinching myself whenever I see like an advertisement because the, the second season is coming out soon. And yeah. I, I like pinch myself every time I see it. Um, yeah. It was one of those things that I, I really didn't believe it until I actually saw it on the television screen. Um, so the book actually hadn't even come out when I, when I sold those rights. So, oh, really? um, yeah. So just a few weeks after I'd sold the, the story, um, to, um, to my editor at gallery books, my, my literary agent told me that there were some film agents who were interested in it. And uh, I tried not to get too excited because I've heard so many times that, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interest by, by Hollywood and a lot of different books, but it doesn't really like become anything so I was trying to not be too excited but still hard you know yeah <laughs> very exciting um so they they took my manuscript and they I don't know did whatever Hollywood thing they do I think they sent it around to people I'm still not entirely sure it's yeah it just seems like magic um but <laughs> they um they they came back to me and they said there were a couple producers who were interested and one of them was uh was Reese, Reese Witherspoon um and so we really liked the way that she was talking about the book. Um, I mean, gosh, wait, did Reese you get to meet Reese Witherspoon in general? I think you, it feels really good, but um, 
I did not get to meet her, but I was on the telephone with her. So that still counts. That still counts to me. <laughs> it does. It does. I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was on a conference call. And so, you know, conference calls are really hard because it's like, you're never sure if it's your turn to talk. Oh yeah. And if you're oh, talking yeah. to a bunch of people and you don't really know what their voices sound like, you're not sure who to address and whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah totally. It's like when I, house I party and Zoom were all big at the beginning of the pandemic and stuff. And you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But anyway, so you yeah. talked to Elle Woods and it was amazing. Yes, it was. And- it was. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to, they wanted to go forward with it. And I was still trying not to get too excited because still a lot of books get optioned and nothing happens. Um, yeah. And they, it was also hard because I wasn't supposed to say anything. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. So I had this like secret I had to sit on for, I can't even remember how long, but in, in the moment, it felt like an eternity. Um, and we kept getting like little nuggets. There'd be like, oh, well, um, you know, um, Nichelle Trample Spellman, this amazing writer is attached. And like um, Octavia Spencer is now attached. And I was like, I want to tell people and I couldn't. Um, so it, it was, it was terrible. Um, but then, then, the, then they finally made an announcement and I was able to slap around. Probably. Oh my God. I am. I would be literally like peeing my pants trying not to tell people. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was so hard. Well done. I'm proud of <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I kept the lid on it. Oh my gosh. So like you were saying how it kind of gets passed around, like it's kind of magical in terms of behind the scenes. So as the author, are you involved much in the screenwriting side of the transition onto film? I was not. Um, I, I think most authors are not, although I know some of them are. Um, but at the time that they were, um, transitioning it to, at the time they were adapting it, um, you know, I lived here in DC, I was working on my second book and, um, I was having my, my first child. So I just really wasn't in a position to move to LA and like try and try and get involved. yeah. Yeah. Um, also I, I felt really confident with the, with the team that they had, like they were all huge professionals. And as much as I wanted to like, kind of like get my hands in it, um, Mm -hmm. I did not want to be muddying things up with my little hands. So, yeah. So I was content to sit back and and watch and see what, see what they did. Um, and it was, it was really neat. I I was able to, to go out a couple of times. So, um, I went out to watch two days of filming, which was really neat. Um, Cause yeah, I'd never been on a set before. I got to um, see one day of filming on like a soundstage and then another day where they were filming like um, on location. It was all very neat. Um, and then I went out there when they had the, um, the premiere. So there was, yeah, there was like literally like a red carpet and um, you know, they, they played the first episode on this like huge, like movie screen. It was, it was wild. A dream. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So in terms of like releasing control of it, was that kind of hard? Cause it's like, you said you've had these characters in your life for like ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, um, it, it was definitely kind of hard, you know, particularly so going into it, I knew that they were going to change the story. Um, they had told, so I wrote the story from the perspective of, um, the protagonist, this woman named Josie. And, um, I knew that they were more interested in telling the story from the perspective of Poppy, who's, who's kind yeah. of a side character. So Poppy is the, is the podcast host in the who's story. In, for context, she's like investigating Josie's dad's mysterious murder. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, w- I was going to actually ask you about that, but 
um, someone is like incarcerated and Poppy's like, I don't know if this is true. And Josie's like, I've put this to rest because my dad was murdered so long ago and this guy's been in jail. Like it was him. Mm -hmm. So like it's bringing up all these old issues in her life. And so um, in Kathleen's novel, it's from Josie's perspective, like she said, but the show really follows Poppy in her personal life as well, which isn't even really touched on in the book. Right. Yeah. And the character of Poppy that I wrote, and again, Poppy was just kind of like a side character, but like, as I wrote her, she was like a 20 something white woman. Um, and Octavia Spencer, who they cast as Poppy Parnell is, is obviously not a 20 something white woman. So they had to create like another backstory for her. Yeah. Um, so it was really kind of neat to see something that I had created just be kind of like used as like the jumping off point to create something else entirely. So it was, it was really neat. Um, it was kind of hard to get my head around the first time they, they sent me, um, uh, they sent me a copy of the pilot script kind of like as, as a courtesy, like here, this is, this is what we're doing. We're yeah. really excited. And I read it and it was incredibly good, but it was also incredibly different. And even though I knew it was going to be different, it was still, it was still kind of hard. Like one of the, one of, I'm not going to say like a main character, but like a character that is involved in a lot of the scenes a character that I was attached to was killed in the pilot in this particular version and I was like oh no <laughs> I okay th- when that happened I was like wait what I yeah. know I know exactly what you're talking about like I, I was like how how is the story gonna work now <laughs> like yeah that character was so <laughs> pivotal in the novel oh my yeah. gosh yeah that was oh that must have been hard it was it was hard for I mean- me and I didn't even write the book <laughs> Yeah. Um, and also I, I did not know what was going to happen at the end of the television series. So I knew that, yeah, I knew that they had changed a lot. I knew that they had changed. Um, I knew that they had changed who the killer ended up being. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did not know who it was. (laughs) So I was kind of like waiting every week with everyone else to see and that just made me feel very, very nervous. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, even, I really even it. before the show aired, they didn't even tell you who, no, no. So I, I actually went to, like I said, I went to this premiere and yeah. I was, I was actually talking with Octavia Spencer of all people. And she was like, so do you know how it ends? And I said, no, nobody has told me. And she did one of those things where she like makes like a, like a little zipping motion over her oh, mouth. Like she's not going like, to tell you. Right. And then like the thing where you like throw away the key. <laughs> it's like, oh no, no oh. one's going to tell me. So, oh my God. It was, did a it lot was of the... interesting and terrifying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> did a lot of the cast read the original book? You know, that I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I only met a couple of the people from the cast. I, I met Octavia Spencer. I met um, Elizabeth Perkins who plays Melanie Cave. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a really standout job. Um, and Mackay Pfeiffer, who plays one of the characters that is, was created for the series. Um, yeah. So they, they were all very lovely, but I did not ask them if they read my book. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> a bit of a confrontational question. I feel like you're at the premiere, like, so did you actually read the book? Imagine Octavia Spencer was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> trying to be polite. Yeah. No, that's so fair. That must've been so fun though, to like meet the cast and they probably loved meeting you in return. Like they're artists too, right? They like bringing your stories to life in the same way that you like writing them for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think so at least. Yeah. They, they, they seemed super nice and friendly to meet me. Like Mackay Pfeiffer hugged me. And like, as a, as a Aww. girl who like grew up watching movies that he was in, in the nineties, I was just like, yes, this is wonderful. <laughs> you know. Oh my God, for sure. 
That would have been so beautiful. It's like an incredible accomplishment to have that. And season two is coming out now. Yeah. So they've just completely taken your vision and it's just growing even mm-hmm. more and more. Are you nervous yeah. for season two? Do you know much going to happen there? I, I am less nervous for season two because I had no involvement in it whatsoever. Um, yeah. I, I actually, um, I was talking to them about getting to go out and just sit in the writer's room, like not participate, just get to sit, um, which would have been really neat. Uh, but then, then the pandemic happened and nobody was traveling yeah. in California. So Yeah. So fair. That's too bad. Maybe season yeah. three. Manifest. So, so cross your fingers. <laughs> Is it signed on for more than seasons after season two? Um, no. So I, they kind of do it like season by season yeah I guess streamers are a little bit different than like network tv yeah the world is changing in terms of television yeah some of these characters are a little bit like quirky in their own personalities um are they based on anyone that you know did they like grow out of something like part I'm thinking about Lainey being like kind of crazy (laughs) no no they're they're not based on anybody um I mean I had started out kind of like creating Josie and Lainey um I just gotten really kind of like interested in the idea of like twins who experienced one traumatic event um, in different ways. And, and then they just kind of like diverged after that. So, uh, so that's kind of how that came out. And not of anybody that I, I knew, um, although I will say I had several different friends ask me if they were Ellen. And I, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I was like, Ellen isn't, Ellen isn't any, anybody in particular. That's kind of funny. Interesting choice, but I guess like fair. Yeah. Um, and then your sophomore novel, which is called Follow Me. And for those of you who don't know, that novel follows a girl who, or a woman, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> who is named Audrey. And she is basically an influencer on Instagram. And she moves from New York to Washington, kind of like our lovely Kathleen right here. And she has a stalker. And it's a little creepy because it could be super real. (laughs) And there's so many, like, so many people I know, especially, like, put their life on display the same way Audrey does. Like, she's talking about it in the book, and it's, like, kind of funky. And in the novel, you hear from Audrey's perspective, her best friend who's living in D.C., she goes and, like, lives with from University of Cat, and also the creepy stalker guy, but you don't know who it is. And... I totally guessed wrong. I was so sure, certain about who it was. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> I was I was hoping people would think it was him. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But the twist with I did not see coming. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Poor, poor. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my dogs barking, but that's not. Oh, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to this. I wanted to tell you, though, you fooled me. Like, I did oh. not. I didn't see it coming. I'm so glad to hear that. I yeah. was. You know, when you're writing a story like that, I spent so much time being like, is this way too obvious? Is everybody going to like, you know, immediately get on Goodreads and be like, I saw the twist coming a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like people claim that they do probably more than they actually do. But I was like, in my head, I was like, it's this person. I know who it is. But anywho, so super creepy book. I was actually staying at my house by myself last week and I actively had to not read part of it because I was like I get freaked out I was like I can't read the book tonight (laughs) you're just gonna have to read it tomorrow because I like 
for like he's like watching her mm-hmm. and it's real spooky mm-hmm. and I feel like I can say this because you talk about it in the intro of the book there's this thing called a rat which mm-hmm. is like a, like an externally like you hack into someone's computer and you watch them from their computer camera or like phone camera or something and that's like a thing that happens in the book and it's super yeah. creepy and weird but anyway okay now I want you <laughs> I rambled so much it's so fresh in my mind but okay now I will hand this over to Kathleen um tell us about how this novel came to be yeah so it actually came from me reading about one of those rats and getting super freaked out um so that <laughs> So the RAT, which sounds creepy just in the acronym, but um, it stands for Remote Administration Tool. And um, I kind of got there through like a rabbit hole. I had been, um, so like I said, I, I used to be a lawyer. And so I still yeah. sometimes read the legal advice subreddit. Um, some of it's incredibly dry, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a good tort, you know, thing. Um, <laughs> so so I happened to be reading it one day um, and somebody had been talking about controllable webcams and I like didn't even know what that meant. So I, I kind of like left Reddit and I was Googling, I was like controllable webcams. And I found um, all these like links to different controllable webcams. Like some of them like were looking in on like doggy daycares. And I was like, Oh, that's cute. I love doggies. So, you know, I was kind of like doing a little bit more trying to trying to find more. Um, and I came across this, this article that was called, um, let me think of the exact title. It was meet the men who spy on women through the computers, something like that. Very close to that. Um, and I was like, what? Like my blood just went cold when I like read the title. So I really different from doggy daycare. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I started reading this, this article and it was just, every paragraph was more horrifying than the last. It was about these guys who they would, um, they would get these, these rats installed on, on unsuspecting women's computers, um, usually through, um, through like torrent sites, like, you know, trying to like download say, movies. Yeah. Say it's like a movie or something, but it's actually this, this remote administration tool. And then and some of them just were just wanted to like wreak chaos, you know, and they'd like you know, pop out like your CD-ROM drive while you were on the computer or like start opening random windows just to kind of like freak you out. Um, some of them were more interested in like stealing personal information and then some of them just wanted to watch. And they would take screenshots of these women and then they'd get on this like forum and they would like share these and they would, this is the worst part, they would, they would trade them <gasps> Ew! Yeah, they would they would, like sell access and like tra- it was it was horrifying. I'm like my skin is crawling again just like thinking about it. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever read. <laughs> so- you guys can't see me, but my jaw has been on the floor the whole time. Kathleen has been telling this like, ew, ew. It's, yeah, it's, it's horrifying. Um, and so as I want to do whenever I like encounter something that like really horrifies me like that, I try to like work it out through fiction. <laughs> so- oh yeah. So that was kind of like where I got the nugget of the idea for that. Um, yeah. I'm going to need a sec to recover from that. <laughs> that is so creepy. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it, his character, he's described as him. And he talks about this rat that he installs on Audrey's computer or whatever. Uh, he reminded me a lot of back in, I think, 2017, there was a 
incel attack on in Toronto, which I, you might not be familiar with, but all of my listeners are well aware um, this guy who described himself as an incel, like drove a bus or a, a van and like killed a bunch of bystanders. Yeah. And there's like an incel community online yeah. and it's like a thing. And so there was a lot of things that you were writing in his perspective and that reminded me of this like attack. And I actually watched an interview with this guy after because he like explains his motives and like he's like obviously a struggling narcissist with who doesn't like get attention from women because he's a fucking creep (laughs) is what he is. But like the way you were writing this character reminded me so much of this interview I watched with this like um like domestic terrorist that I was like she is doing such a good job I am so freaked out by this like character right now this writing of this man's perspective was so well done that like genuinely freaked me out so hearing you talk about this like being a real thing I'm like this guy exists in different forms if you guys like like creepy like like the serial podcast or like murder mystery novels like this like taps so into the social media generation of like millennials, Gen Zs that like, it's like a little close to home. <laughs> like it's not like reading about like Ted Bundy, like that's well past. This is like things that are probably happening all the time. Yeah. But I commend you on writing this creepy ass character. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks. It was, it was one of the things that I wasn't quite sure once I started it, if I was, or okay. I wasn't quite sure once I told my editor what I was going to do. And I'd like committed to that course of action that I was actually going to be able to, to do it. Yeah. So I'm glad it turned out. No, it totally did. Thank you. Obviously very talented person. Thanks. I, uh, so the book came out at the end of February, 2020. So I did not do all of my, um, all of my planned like engagements, but I did do one at, at a Barnes and Noble somewhere. And during the question portion, some guy stood up and like crossed his arms over his chest and he goes, so one of the characters is a man. How did you feel that you were comfortable writing from a male perspective? Why do you feel like you're an authority on that? And I was like, um, well, <laughs> men are human and I am a human. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I, I guess it didn't work for him. Oh, <laughs> that's such a, ugh. I'm not even a comment on what no. that guy's opinion is, but <laughs> Yeah. I was like, well, also, I mean, it's kind of like a bad man. I don't know that you want to be like <laughs> arguing that I didn't quite do it right, but anyway. that's so weird. Do you get a lot of backlash like that? And like, no, no, I, I usually <laughs> don't, which is why I was so, uh, I was so surprised. It doesn't usually happen to me. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you ever had like a cool fan experience when you go to these kind of like, uh, events for your novels and your launches and stuff? I mean, I, I love doing that because people are, are just in general so nice and, uh, you know, like just want to talk to me about the books. Um, it was, it was pretty neat when I was doing a few events for, um, for this book, for, for Follow Me. And I had people that I didn't know come and be like, I loved your first book. And so I want to buy your second book. That, that's always nice because I mean, most of the time, you know, you, you launch a book out into the world and you're like, well, I really hope that my friends buy it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite between the two books? Um, you know, because I spent so much time with, with Josie and Lainey from the first book, I, I do think that's probably a little bit more of my favorite, but, um, I'm sitting here with my, my computer propped up on a stack of copies of follow me. So I feel like <laughs> they can hear me. And so 
like don't want to offend it but yeah oh if, I'm sure it's if not. I had to choose <laughs> so the characters in follow me did you develop them in the same way that you did for the original book or sorry for uh truth be told or did they were they born out of this like discovery of the rat thing yeah yeah so I I hadn't I hadn't really worked with any of those characters before um I had for a couple of for a couple of years probably I've been kind of interested in the media of of influencers in general. And I've kind mm-hmm. of been like kicking around various ideas about writing about a social media influencer. Um, and so I had some parts of Audrey, but I did not have her as, as a whole character. But the way that, I, that this one came together, which was which was much different than, um, than Truth Be Told, because I started with these characters and I wrote them and rewrote them for, for years. Um, whereas with this one, I started with an idea and sold my editor on the idea and then and then had to write the book um <laughs> in a much compressed in a much more compressed time frame um but with this one I I had more of more of like scenes in my head and I didn't exactly know at that point when I had the scenes like what the who the characters actually were um but so you know like I said I, I started with like the one of the things I started with was the idea of the rat and the other um I had one of like the, the scene from the climax. Um, yeah. I I had that pretty clearly in my head. Um, I didn't have any background on the characters. I just had it pretty clearly in my head. Um, and so I kind of took those things and just worked backwards. Mm. And I, I will say this in a way that's like um, oblique. So if you want to, you can use it. But um, I, I did not know exactly how the book was going to end when I was writing it. I, I knew what the climax mm. would be, but I did not know exactly how it was going to end. And I actually, I actually wrote it in one form with a, with a much darker ending than I eventually went with. Um, Ooh. Cause I don't want to spoil anything because I would actually really recommend you guys reading the books and like, they're really fun and they're not too challenging. It's not like you're reading George. No. J.R.R. Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien. I mix up George R. Martin and like oh. Lord of the Rings author, J. Tolkien. Like, you know, I forget. I know exactly who you're talking about. There's J and there's G and there are and they're, they're yeah. both really fantastical. Anyway, it's not the same as reading The Hobbit, which although it's very short, took me a long time. I'm not certain I ever finished The Hobbit. I know my mother gave me a copy of it when I was a kid because she loves The Hobbit. I'm not certain I ever finished it. (laughs) I remember reading it and then I was like, wait, did that guy just die? And then I had to go back and read like three pages ahead. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, he was stabbed. But it's like, and then there was a sword and suddenly like like, it's so convoluted the way he I I don't even know. I don't think I finished it. I've never seen The Hobbit. (laughs) Lord of the Rings is great. The Hobbit is okay. I have um, friends who were really into Lord of the Rings and who made me watch all of the movies in like really? one marathon day. And because of that, I didn't retain any of it. That's that a bit. long day of movie it watching. It was. It was. Oh my God. It was, it was winter in Chicago. So it was <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like winter in Toronto also. Like very similar vibes, I'm sure. Um, but Kathleen is much more digestible than the books that came out in the 1930s. Thank you. And your books are both available on Amazon, correct? Yes. Yes, that's right. Beautiful. And probably in Indigo or Chapters, Barnes and Nobles, like I think I found mine in Indigo actually, which is Follow Me. 
Yeah. I, was, I was meaning to read it for a while. And then I was like, okay, I got to get on this. Like Kathleen's coming on the podcast. It was fine. Like I felt, I feel like I fell out of reading during the pandemic. You know, when you like, like end up on your computer or like scrolling Instagram yeah. aimlessly. Cause I love, I, I did too. Yeah. It was, it was hard. I mean, I, I love to read and I spent so much time just like, I don't know, on like the fashion subreddit. It was like terrible. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? anything more useful with myself. Oh my God. I completely understand. Like as soon as reels got on Instagram, I was like, this is my kryptonite. This should not be allowed. I will scroll for hours. Is there anything you want to add about the novels? Anything you want to share? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a lot of fun to write. It's, it's always fun to, uh, it's both terrifying and fun to have like written something and then to like send it out into the world and yeah. to see then how people respond to it. And people respond to things like totally different. Um, you know, I had one book club that would follow me. They spent a lot of time talking about how much they liked Nick, who was like kind of like a side character. And I was like, really? Nick, huh? <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's, just, totally. it's, just, it's just how people, different people take different things from it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, look at, look at what's gone on with Truth Be Told. Yeah. Like it's become, it's a, like, it's almost like a, it's, oh my God, there's a Lainey Josie similarity here. Like, let's say Josie is, is the book and Lainey is the mo- is the TV series. That's true. They go in different directions, but they're from the same entity. <gasps> That's true. That's exactly right. I feel like yeah. my grade 10 English teacher right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you haven't seen the show, it's on Apple TV and there's a second series, a second season, pardon me, coming out, I believe at the end of the summer maybe sooner. I think it's, I think it's August 20. I think it's the date. Killed it. End of the summer. <laughs> um, the novel is called truth be told, which is the original story by Kathleen Barber, who's with us today. And that's also available on Amazon. And then follow me is the second, her sophomore novel, which is about the creepy stalker. And it's <laughs> awesome. Um, there is a final segment to my podcast and it's called wed bed behead, <laughs> which is similar to another game. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> the PG version. Um, but I actually thought it'd be really fun to do it with some of your characters okay. <laughs> from your book. Oh, good. <laughs> so the most obvious one to me was the three boys from Follow Me, which is Nick, Audrey's ex-boyfriend, Max, Audrey's current boyfriend, and Connor, a guy who's into Audrey slash Kat is in love with. And... <laughs> I mean, we both know the ending of the show, so I'm like, I don't want to like say too much, but you got to wed one bed, one bed. All right. Okay. Yeah. We will. Uh, We're we probably will... going to say, say, say the same thing because I also have mine. <laughs> <in> my... <laughs> we will, we will, we will wed Nick. We will bed Max and we'll behead Connor. Interesting. You know what? I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a plot twist in here. I'm going to wed Max. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got to read the book, man. I'm going to, I'm going to bed Nick because apparently he's awesome, says Audrey. And yeah, Connor, Connor gets the, Connor's beheaded as well. After he, uh, his, the stunt he pulled at the jukebox. No Mm -hmm. more. We're done Mm with Connor. Yeah. (laughs) Also, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't want to spoil anything. So I was like, I got to change things up. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want me to do another one? 
Should I do some of your, okay. Yeah, we could, um, we could throw in some of the guys from, um, Truth from truth be told. be told yeah so actually really funny i was thinking about um oh my god uh cave malcolm malcolm cave no warren Ro- yeah warren cave um i was thinking about him in the book versus him in the show yeah. he, he had a huge change in persona between those two because like warren in the book is very sweet and warren uh warren is in jail for josie's father's murder and in the show, he's played by Aaron Paul, who, if you don't know, he's from Breaking Bad. He played Jesse Pinkman. He's awesome. And in the book, he's a bit younger than I think Jesse, uh, Aaron Paul is. But in the book, he's like quite quiet and like kind of sweet, I dare I say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could describe him better in the book. Yeah, I mean, well, so I also, what, what I'll say is this um, Warren got his name in the book from, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Empire Records. No. Um, oh, okay. Well, so there's this movie called Empire Records. It was like a cult hit in like the nineties. <laughs> so, um, but there is a character in it named Warren who is, who is a teenager who is apprehended in the music store for like stealing CDs. And he like wants to be a badass, but he's also stolen a bunch of like Whitney Houston CDs. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like, and that's kind of how I was envisioning at least how Warren was seen to other people in the neighborhood as like, kind of like this guy who was potentially trying to like be harder than he was. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like where I pulled his little name from. Okay. Oh, I love that. Actually, that's a really good explanation of him. But then in the show, he's kind of like, a modern day Nazi. Like, yeah, he's got a lot of Nazi tattoos. Yeah, he's got a lot of Nazi tattoos, and I don't use that word lightly. No, but that is—he's uh, like a white supremacist Nazi in the show. Mm-hmm. It, that was like a huge transformation between the character that I read in the book and then when I was watching, I was like, "What? Yeah. Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what what was your what was your wed head wed bed behead that you were going to suggest? Oh, um. I mean, we could do just the guys from there or we could like stir them up. So the men in Truth Be Told would be Adam, who is Lainey's husband, um, Caleb, who is Josie's boyfriend, and you've got Warren Cave there. I know mine. Wait, can it be Warren from the book instead of Warren from the show? I think it should be Warren from okay, the book. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm for sure marrying Caleb. Um, and then I probably bed... I was going to say Warren, but now I'm like, he's a kind of, he's kind of like precious. Like, I don't know if I want to bed Warren. Okay. I'm going to bed Adam, even though I don't, he was, I I think, I think if given the option, I would have to be head Adam. I, yeah, that's honestly a fair call. That's really, really fair call. (laughs) Like also read this book, you guys, and you'll understand this wet bed. (laughs) Okay. What about your protagonist? What about like, Audrey, Josie. Mm. I guess the only two, but you could you could throw let's let's throw on Poppy so we can be head Poppy. Poppy, that's a good one. I was thinking like Kat or Lainey, but I was like, so I I guess I would have to I would have to wed Josie. Um, Fair and yeah, and and bed Audrey, and um, and be head be head Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) So is Josie like? Do you hold Josie very close to your heart, kind of thing? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love Lizzie Kaplan. 
Oh I gosh. I love her. I do too. When, when I found out that she was going to play both Josie and Lainey, I was just like, I could not have imagined a better actress to play. Oh my God. I was just over the moon. I mean, obviously I was very excited that Octavia Spencer and Aaron Paul were going to be in it. And so many of the other amazing actors. Um, but I was like, this is perfect casting. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I loved it too. Like if you don't know, Lizzie Kaplan plays Janice Ian in mean girls, but she's also in one of my favorite movies, which is like a bit weird. People never know this movie is called bachelorette. And- I love bachelorette. No. <laughs> yes. I love that movie. <laughs> So I mean, you know everyone watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, here, small, small bit of trivia that no one else ever gets, but you will. Um, when I was writing Audrey, I kept envisioning um Isla Fisher's character from Bachelorette, whose name I think is Katie. Yes, um, is Katie. <laughs> I kept envisioning her. <laughs> so. I literally love that movie. I went out and bought it on DVD. Like, who buys DVDs anymore? Me, apparently. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, it is. I, I might watch that tonight, actually. <laughs> oh my God. Is there anything else you want to add about this? Like, I feel like we blew through that interview. We're talking so no. much. So excited. I was so excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. You know, it's been fun. No, I don't, I don't have anything to, to add. Um, Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and giving me your time, answering your questions. Like I'm a huge fan of your books and, oh, are you working on anything else new that you can tell us? Oh, about? Um, I am working on something new. It's not really something I can, I can talk good. about yet. It's, I'm a little superstitious and you know, my agent hasn't seen it yet, but it is, I am so close to having something to send her like this week, I think. So um, cross your fingers for me. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes out for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm Thank you. so grateful you came on the show and gave me some of your time. Like this has been so fun. Uh, if you guys want to check out Kathleen, her Instagram handle is Kathleen Barber. Is it just Kathleen? Barber? No, it's um, it's it's really kind of silly. It's um, K A T E L I Z A B E E. It's all right. I'll post yeah, it. It's it's, it's, it's it's Kate Lizaby. Oh, okay. So, um, Do people call you Kate mostly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, every, every Kathleen Barber iteration was already taken. So, so fair. I love it. Well, I didn't know. I should have, I should have asked you what you want to be called. Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in some stuff on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, if you want to find her and you can check out her books there, uh, there follow me and truth be told, which is also a mini series on Apple TV with a second season coming out in August. Thank you so much for your time. It was so lovely having you on. I'm looking forward to your third novel coming out yeah. whenever it may be. And I love our new connection with the movie bachelor. Me too. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> so fun. And I hope you enjoyed your cocktail. I'll be it's posting so the recipe soon. Thank you so much for your time. I really yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. So lovely chatting with you. Yeah. Uh, thanks, have you a lovely week. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.